This is a Triple J podcast. So here we are, my favourite show of the week. Time for the Shake Up on Hack. G'day, I'm Dave Marchese. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're gearing up for some big days of fun. If you're working over the weekend, hey, not ideal. Or maybe it is. If you love work, maybe it is ideal. Let's get right into this big old chat, the shake-up. Here's a taste of what's coming up. Hack. So people are looking for your profile. Boom. Next minute, a friend request comes from that person. Awkward. Your manager has more impact on your mental health than your doctor or anyone else. Joe Biden will not travel to Australia next week. He's probably just, like, really busy. He's got a lot of stuff to do. On Triple Jack. Yeah, I really want to hear your best stories with these topics. They're good topics for stories, like your biggest social media fail. When did things go viral for all the wrong reasons? And hey, I'm saying viral, I'm using it loosely, right? Maybe it just fired off your group chat or it silenced it. That's even worse, isn't it? When your group chat just goes silent because you've sent the wrong thing. There must be some bad ones. 043975755. And don't worry, it's not just me making up stuff by myself, talking to myself. As always, we've got a brilliant shake-up crew first, straight from the exclusive events of Australian Fashion Week. The digital editor at InStyle Australia, Courtney Thompson, welcome to the shake-up. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Excited to be here. How has it been? How has Fashion Week been over the past few days? Look, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's been... um, One week has felt very... Like five. Um, But it's been exciting. I love Fashion Week. It's so... I get to see my friends every day. I get to, like, sit and bask in Australian fashion, which I love. You know, like, I have these moments, and I had one yesterday... At the runway show, it got a standing ovation, the Kanji Was that artists. when I walked in? <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. I was definitely you, you, not there. Were you the one with the gimp, the gimp suit? <laughs> Sitting front row? Could have been. Could Probably. have been me. Sounds I, like me. Are, you, you would suit a gimp suit. No, sorry. What was your story? So you um, had this moment. had this moment, standing ovation. It was the Kanji artists, the second First Nations solo show to ever happen at Fashion Week. And I was like, wow, this is the moment, like... I dreamt of being here for so long and it's just so nice to um to have it back. I mean, it's been back for three years now, yeah. but I um I still pinch myself. Oh, you, you know, you realise that for years maybe people took it for granted a little bit 100%. and now it's back and people are having a good time. Yeah. Also another fashion icon with us right now, he writes all stuff culture, lifestyle at Guardian Australia, Michael Sun. Welcome to the Shake Up. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Big weekend plans? Not really. And I have to tell you, I mean, I'm very jealous that Courtney got to go to Fashion Week this week. I was <laughs> making my own personal Fashion Week at home by being sick and wearing clothes <laughs> that I haven't seen at the back of my wardrobe for many Every years. Every day is a fashion week for you, though, which Thank I love. You. Thank yeah. you. Know? Every day is, you know, beauty is pain, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> I was looking at all the Triple J presenters as well. Like, you know, I saw Ash McGregor. I saw Tyrone. All, Tyrone on the runway. Yeah, all making love fashion it. week headlines. Good to see. Hey, maybe it will be me next year. We can we can all hope. But listen, we've got to crack, we've got to crack on because we've got so much to talk about. Hi. <laughs> Life is over. Do not stalk your ex on Facebook. On Triple Jack. Okay, let's be honest. There have been a few social media fails this week, whether it's celebrities going viral for the wrong reason, platforms firing out random friend requests for no reason. It is a mess out there. But it's made for some pretty funny headlines. Hack. Keith Urban, I just want to say thank you for posting this video. The singer accidentally captured Phoebe Bridgers and Bo Burnham packing on the PD 
And now he's making out in a VIP tent at a Taylor Swift concert. Anything is possible. This TikTok video about the coronation has gone viral for all the wrong reasons. Check into the first class lounge where we had some Cosmos and some yummy food. Papua New Guinea is a f***ing stop because 30 of us went to UK with their wives and children. A new Facebook bug is sending automatic friend requests when you view somebody's profile, which is really bad news if you're stalking your ex. People were adding you because they were stalking your profile. Awesome Facebook. Great. Just what I want to know. On Triple Jack. Yeah, Keith Urban thought that TikTok of him and Nicole was a work of art, didn't he? So many views. So it many. Was. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, yeah. He accidentally filmed Phoebe Bridges and actor Bo Burnham making out. What was your social media fail that still makes you shudder when you think about it? Keep it legal, everyone. I know there's going to be some rough stuff out there, but honestly, what was it? You have to tell us. This is a safe space of a few hundred thousand people, and we want to hear it. Call in one 555 You can message in as well, 0439757555. Already got some coming through. Someone says, my mum posted photos of her new house online. One of my friends pointed out to me that she'd taken the photos while naked and we could see her in the shower glass <laughs> <laughs> reflection. Oh, no. So I had to sneak over to my mum's house and delete her photo <laughs> of her naked. And she still doesn't know. Oh, that's good. You've really saved mum there. Do you know what? It's kind of giving like when you go on Facebook Marketplace and people are selling mirrors. Yeah. And you look at all thing, yeah. the ways that people have tried to avoid their own reflection in the mirror. But, like, I would do that. I mean, I cringe. I mean, that's the question, right? Most embarrassing post. But I cringe at myself every day. Like, I posted something <laughs> last night and I sent a message to my friend and was like, is this cute or is this cringe? So, I, I mean, I lean into the cringe these days. Okay. I stand in solidarity with mum. No, well, that's good. And, hey, I just, I'm just i just so stoked that they didn't make a big deal out of it with the mum. They were like, oh, she doesn't need to know. Hey, Mikey, do you feel worse for Phoebe and Bo or for Keith Urban for posting that? I don't feel bad for anyone involved <laughs> in this situation. As far as I'm concerned, that's like a public hard launch for Phoebe and Bo. And if I was Phoebe Bridges' PR, I'd be like, that is some good, solid PR right there. Because I feel like we've all been wondering about Phoebe and Bo. I, I mean, it's been all but confirmed for the past few months, right? So I mean, seeing I feel this like video, we knew it, yeah. Yeah, seeing this video was was only kind of the last nail in the coffin, but we already knew. People are really having a go at Keith and Nicole, <laughs> though. Like, I saw them described as the embarrassing parents who make out in front of your friends. Is that a bit too harsh, Courtney? No. I mean, oh. have you seen them on the red carpet? They're genuinely like that constantly. The they Met Gala. There's these fabulous videos where... Nicole, they're like snuggling at each other's noses and then kind of Keith walks off and Nicole's like, okay, go away. I need to have my moment by myself. <laughs> but he's totally her biggest, biggest fan, like number one fan, Muna. As he, he should be. As her. he should be. I, I love I it. I love that they're in love. Genuinely though. You know what? We need some more stories. If you have had a social media fail, please message in 0439757555. I want to hear what happened. What should you not have posted or someone maybe posted of you in the background like... Poor Phoebe and Bo. I don't know. We've got someone on the text line. Once I accidentally screenshot in the messages of my boyfriend breaking up with me and sent them immediately back to them, that's 
confusing. Um, we've got <laughs> we've got a lot of messages coming through now. Mikey, you're prolific on social media. I'm going to say. Okay, that feels prolific. like a euphemism for, for, for something else. <laughs> Annoying, maybe. No, not at all. <laughs> have you had some moments that you wish had never happened? I have a distinct memory of um, a moment that happened about a decade ago. I would say that's run through my brain kind of every day since. Oh so, wow! So oh picture God. this. This is full on. You're in high school, or I'm in high school rather. I'm about like 15. There's a teacher at the school who everyone has a crush on because, you know, when you're in high school and there's, like, one young teacher, everyone goes crazy. And then one night, my friend is typing out a extremely explicit prank message, might I say, on Facebook to this teacher's Facebook account that we found, not intending to send it, but then in the resulting scuffle where I'm like, oh, my God, give me back my phone oh now. No. The message sends. No. The message sends and it's once again extremely explicit, extremely dirty uh, and... Wow. What happens? Well, the only solution we could think of being 15-year-olds was to change my entire identity on Facebook. (laughs) We deleted every single photo. We uploaded new stock photos as the profile photo and cover photo. We changed the name from Michael Sun to a random man called Paul Smith. You so, get creative. I respect it. You worked yeah, fast. Wow. Thank you. Worked you. Fast to cover it up. I think that's not a that's not a faux pas. That is a lesson. It yeah. was crisis PR. Before it was crisis yeah. PR. There is no team that works faster than a bunch of teenagers in damage control trying Seriously. to, you know, restore some kind of credibility. Courtney, have you had any big moments? I'm trying to think, but honestly... Oh, here we go. Not no, really. I mean, I, but this is what I mean. I'm genuinely just, like, so embarrassing. I think, I think like, back to 2016 and I was deeply embarrassing. I went through that phase where you kind of just shared everything. You thought your life was, like, fascinating to anyone who followed of course, you. It and is. I look back now and I'm like, girl, rein it in. Like, you're... Don't be so chaotic. <laughs> We've got some messages coming through. Someone says, I accidentally posted the contents of my menstrual cup to my Snapchat story instead of just to a friend saying how impressed I was with it. That was from Anonymous. <laughs> Somebody else says, my brother took a photo of my new haircut a few years ago and it's the first time I got bangs like a fringe and he posted it on his social media right next to a head of Lego, um, a little Lego person and said, my sister's now real life Lego. That was from Laura in Melbourne. And another person says, I accidentally posted my medical prescribing number on an Instagram (sighs) post when using a double screen doing life admin and procrastination. Didn't realise until the next day. Look, there's a lot of stuff that people are accidentally posting. It's a bit of an issue, I think. Um, Also not a good time on social media for the daughter of PNG's foreign minister. I don't know whether you guys saw this story. She put up a TikTok while she was over in the UK for the coronation, bragging about like the first-class luxury they were experiencing, airport lounges, luxury shopping, taxpayer-funded trip with her dad. But the country, like, revolted. There were protests. Um, P&G's foreign minister has now had to stand down, all from a TikTok. I don't know. This really is another good example of a social media fail, right, Courtney? (laughs) I mean, it was. But I also, when I read about that story... It brought to mind the most iconic Nepo baby in recent history, Romy Mars, also taking to TikTok to, to talk about borrowing her father's private jet because she wanted to leave the house That's after being right. grounded. That was just recently. It was yeah. recently. And so I'm like, you know what? P&G probably saw Rummies and was like, she she did really well. People, people went wild for that. Maybe they'll go wild for mine. And obviously... 
I can step it up a bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. The other thing that got people talking this week was when Meta was forced to apologise for a glitch that saw friend requests being sent to anyone whose profile you viewed. Social media fails everywhere this week. Mikey, is this your worst nightmare? We heard your story. I mean, I feel like after the story I just told, <laughs> nothing else can faze me, right? Like, honestly, when I'm, like, in the past, when I've been stalking a crush and I like a photo from 250 weeks ago, I'm like, I, I don't even blink anymore. So that so happens quite ocean. a bit, does it? Exactly. Just yeah. a bit of a double tap. Also, accident. you know what? To be cringe is to be free, I believe. So true. Oh, yeah. wow. Lean into it. I totally This is agree. really liberating on the shake-up today. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? I'm like, the most embarrassing part of that is, like, who is using Facebook? Facebook. Exactly. Uh, the True. only reason that I'm ever using Facebook Events. to look anyone up is I, I just don't actually. Yeah. Like maybe people from my primary school but like like maybe my aunt's friend you it's know? true yeah it's true w- would you like it if there was an option to see who was visiting your profile on instagram or like tiktok or anything you know like linkedin it's like blah blah mm. has been on your profile i'm simply too neurotic like it would send me <laughs> yep. over the edge if okay. i had that information okay we don't want that we don't want that hey it's time to move on we've got so much more to talk about Hi. just know that you do not deserve to go emotionally bankrupt to make somebody else rich on triple jacks Hey, how do we feel about opening up to the boss at work? Because when we spoke on Hack this week about whether or not you should disclose your mental illness or just rough feelings with your employer, we were flooded with messages, right? There were heaps of people saying, sure, I have an amazing boss. They're so supportive. They know about my mental health battles. I always keep them in the loop. But then we had so many others saying, no, there's no way I'm doing it because I'm not sure what would happen. Hack. The mental health of our employees is very important to us. You know, I have been really struggling mentally. Oh, yikes. Uh, Now's not a good time for that. Some research that we've been looking into suggests about one third of people will decide to disclose. We need to get past the idea that it's taboo for managers to talk about mental health with their employees. Climate change, political polarization, social media pressure. What happens if that reality is all you know? You have to come in tomorrow, there's no question about oh, it. so what you're telling me is that my mental health doesn't matter to you? Do yes you, uh, or no? Does my mental health matter to you or not? Are you recording me? Yeah. On Triple Jack. Yeah, one in five, listen to that drop. Damn, one in five Aussies has suffered mental ill health over the past year. So this is something very common. We know that, right? But experts are saying up to 70% are not telling their boss about it. Why is this? Because we talk about opening up, making huge steps forward, but so many of us are saying we really think it wouldn't go down well. Or maybe you have tried it. It definitely didn't go down well. Let me know. Also, broadening this out a bit, how much does your boss know about your personal life generally? Like who you're dating? when you have fights with friends or family? Is it a slippery slope when you start to reveal information? Do you have an awkward relationship with your boss where they think you're a bit too chummy now? Message in 0439757555. Let's get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got digital editor at InStyle Australia, Courtney Thompson, and Michael Sun, who writes Culture and Lifestyle at Guardian Australia. Courtney, good relationship with the boss? <laughs> Hello, boss. Do I? <laughs> yes. um, I do. I have the loveliest boss. Um, but I think this, I mean, interestingly, I have worked in predominantly 
women officers. Oh, like my bosses have all been women. And I think I think about this a lot and like how it's kind of coloured my own experience of work um, because I've been very lucky. A lot of my bosses are also very progressive um, and had very great attitudes towards mental health or making sure that you're kind of like boundaries at work and your life and you feel comfortable taking leave. Um, but I do think like you need to kind of advocate for yourself. Like your, your boss is not your therapist, mm. but also you need to feel comfortable being like, I need to take some leave for whatever reason. What about you, Mikey? Have you always had pretty comfortable relationships with your boss, felt pretty open to discuss things? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, similar to Courtney as well, I think both me and Courtney have historically only really worked at progressive media publications, which says more about us than anything else. But I think <laughs> in that sense, we have both been lucky and I've been lucky as well to be able to be quite open about when I've needed like mental health support or when I've needed just like even more general health support as well. Um, but I do wonder, like it, like to me, it wouldn't be uncommon or it feels like it would be very normal for, for, for someone not to want to disclose that kind of stuff mm. to a boss, especially because, you know, like employment rights mm. in Australia are so tenuous already mm. that, and the nature of employment is that sometimes it can feel so precarious that you don't want to disclose for fear of what repercussions it might entail. And that's what we were hearing from the experts who've looked into this. They were mm. saying, yeah, people still have those concerns that they were having all those years ago. Like not a lot has changed really. We are talking about it more and, st- and slowly mm. cultures are shifting, but not really quickly enough. We've got some messages here. Someone says, I fully disclosed to my manager and she turned on me and said, I needed psychological help. Oof. My work cover claim has just been accepted, but yet to get an apology. That's crazy. Someone says, my boss tried to make me feel super comfortable and let me know that I could totally share with him any time I was feeling down. Then when I did disclose one time that I was having a really tough day, he made fun of me for it. <gasps> What is going on? Another person. I have a very close relationship with my boss. He knows about my postnatal depression, my separation with my ex-husband and the issues I'm going with uh, as I'm going through with my son. That's another person there. So look, we do have mixed opinions here. Do you think that the onus should be on the boss, Courtney, or there should be more of a um, I don't know, that there should be more responsibility for the boss to be checking in rather than the employee having to speak up all the time. I mean, it's definitely on the employer to set um, a kind of a work environment in which their employees feel as though they can take leave, they can kind of step up, they can come to them and say, I need time off or I need help or I need support in, for, for whatever reason. Um, and then I do think it's also on the employee when they, you know, presumably if they're in that environment, to to take the leave. I think there are so many, I have so many friends who have accrued leave because they're just kind of, you know, they're ambitious, they like that what they do and they care a lot and it's little things, you know, they might not be feeling good or they push through it and it's the little days where they don't take off or they're like maybe, you know, I'll just, I'll keep going that lead to the bigger breakdowns and it's like you need to be checking in with yourself. Yeah, for Mm. sure. Someone says, my boss and I get along like a house on fire. I'm 22 and he's in his 40s with a family, but we share all sorts of stuff. I'm (laughs) open with my struggles and he does the same. That's a dream situation, isn't it? beautiful. Do you think, Mikey, it's harder with young people as well because there's already all those perceptions and Mm. stereotypes of young people not wanting to work (laughs) hard or not caring enough or being too fragile that the young employees may not want to feed into that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, 
it. Like, it is definitely difficult. Slash, I can imagine why it would be nerve wracking and anxiety inducing to ask for that kind mm. of leave, or I guess ask for any genre of of sick leave sometimes. Because in your head, you might be actually counting the days, being mm. like, I've taken so and so number of days of leave, blah blah blah, and like, and and you might be nervous about how that reflects about like reflects on you. I guess I actually read a really interesting and funny article, not to make light of, light of this situation, in the Guardian this week that was about young people, did young you Americans. Write it, Mikey? I did not write it. Do not worry. I'm not turning my own horn. It was about young American Gen Z in the workforce using British accents to diffuse anxiety um, inducing situations. What? So there was this one interviewee who actually said she was on a meeting with her boss and she was talking about some of the issues she'd been having. And then she suddenly slipped into this line where she was like, and I've been having some mental health issues. In it. <laughs> and her boss is like, why did you say it like that? What? Um, so that's a strategy you can try. Okay. Yeah, you you heard it, it might work. The British accent. It You're might British. work. The British accent never fails. Someone here says, uh, my ex-boyfriend died. My boss told me a day later to come to work and that it would be better for me. Like, this is some serious <gasps> indictments on some of these managers here. Another person, I'm in the legal industry. It's seen as a weakness among colleagues, unfortunately. We do hear that with some industries, like in particular, whether it's the legal industry, um, engineering as well, tech. we hear. You totally. tech, right? Yep, okay. And I think a lot about, you know, last year we saw the anti-ambition sentiment really kick in. Mm-hmm. You know, between, I think it was tw- 2021 and 2022, there was 1.3 million Australians quit their jobs. And that was a big re- resignation, which I think was out of, was born out of that kind of sentiment of working, working, hustling, hustling, and, and being in environments where they don't feel supported and they feel overworked and like their managers don't care about them. More messages coming through. Someone says, when push comes to shove, businesses prioritise money, no no way would I tell my boss uh, or use the services they provide. Uh, someone else, once you reveal any information about yourself, you no longer have control over what happens to it. Even if the recipient is respectful, they will forever see you differently for better or worse. Look, so many issues. The interesting thing about the study was that they found that these researchers did into this was they spoke with people after they had disclosed and they found that the levels of depression and anxiety did go down. And so it is better to talk about these things. But, you know, we're hearing on the text line that people don't think their managers are ready to hear it and they're worried about their futures. So, hey, it's a big discussion. It's one worth having and one we'll definitely keep an eye on. Hi. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has cancelled next week's Quad Summit after President Biden scrapped his plans visit to Australia. Yeah, I think it's safe to say there's a lot of disappointment in Canberra. you got to stop taking it so personal when people ghost you or leave you. On Triple Jack. Yeah, poor Albo. Looking forward to his big house party with the big leaders in Sydney next week. The quad meeting. Is that what we're going to call it? A house party? Surely. Um, the leaders of the US, Japan, India. Then President Joe Biden said, sorry, I'm not coming. I've got a whole heap of stuff going on back home. You guys should catch up, though. You guys catch up. We've all heard <laughs> that before. Yeah, me. we've heard that one before. Oh, no, you guys catch up. I can't come. Um, to be fair, there is a lot happening in the US politically, but... Anthony Albanese still must be really disappointed. I'm opening the floodgates here. I want to know, what is the worst excuse you've been given by someone or your worst ghosting story? We mentioned this earlier on Drive. The stories were flying through thick and fast and they were extraordinary. We had one person who said their bridesmaid was supposed to fly to the 
to Australia from the US and just a couple of months out from the wedding just stopped speaking to the bride. Like, that's no. a crazy story, right? And then they didn't speak for, like, years. What? I Wait, know. It's like, just cold turkey. Yeah, and they vibe. still haven't really resolved it. No, they're kind of talking, but they don't know what the issue was. Anyway, look, if you've got some hectic ghosting story or excuse story, I want to know. You can call in one three hundred o triple five three six. You can message in as well, 0439757555. Someone on the text line says, I was ghosted while waiting out the front of my date's house before our first date. Communication was pretty good up until I was halfway to her house where I then sat and waited for half an hour until I took it as a classic stitch up and left. The following night, I got a really apologetic call from her where she confessed to having been caught up in her jacket while trying a last minute outfit <gasps> change resulted in her calling the fire brigade to cut her out of the jacket due to claustrophobia and she had a photo taken with two firemen freeing her we're still really good friends to this day so sometimes the wild excuses are actually true also that would have been an amazing first date i'm just I was saying gonna say, i like, wish they got married after that exactly oh wow okay shake up team mikey son courtney thompson courtney do you feel for Anthony Albanese in this situation? Not really. <laughs> no. I mean, have you seen the US? I, mean, I think Joe's excuse is probably probably pretty valid. Okay. Um, but it sucks. It sucks when it happens. You're really excited and you're sitting there and then they cancel or they don't but, and you never hear from them again. But also, Mikey, the situation where you do have an event and you're going and then the one friend that everyone always mm. rallies behind, the mm-hmm. popular one, the energetic one, they do pull out. You know that feeling? It's like, oh, do I want to go now? No, but see, my, like... I think you always have to have to just soldier on, you know. Good person, like good take person. take it, take a leaf out of Albo's book. Be a battler. Do you reckon he planned? Do a it bit, without them. Do you reckon he planned a bit for this? Like he was getting out his good vinyls, like organized. Like we're going to do a harbour bridge climb. We're going to have a nice like brunch in Sydney. I don't know. They could still do it. They don't need <laughs> Biden. <laughs> hey, it's cancelled. The Australia trip's cancelled. They're still all going to catch up, but just not in Australia. Um, I don't know. Have you got any memorable bad excuse that you got from someone for cancelling, Mikey? This is not a bad excuse per se, but it was a case in which I got caught out <gasps> with a with a live excuse. Oh. Um, and, and it's like doubly bad because what I cancelled on was seeing Charlie XCX in the year of our Lord 2015. 15. What? When back then I was like, you know, this is just some artist. <gasps> like, some truly artist. back then I was like, I don't really know who she is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I'm sick and not go. And then. Is this like true romance? It was during the Boom Clap era, oh, I think. So wow. it was just after <laughs> okay, she had okay. had like one hit single. <laughs> yep. um, I was like, I'm sick and then completely forgot that I'd given that excuse at all and then posted on Snapchat um, many stories of a drunken night out <laughs> and then got, so got actually got. Um, a confrontational text being like, I thought you were sick. Where were you last night? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my god. Courtney, any big experiences? I mean, have you ever dated a skater, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Actually, though, when I was thinking about this, I was similar to the person who texted in, where, where the, the fire truck. I was dating this guy. Oh, what? You got caught in your jumper? No, it wasn't me. But he, he would cancel. I think the first three dates were rescheduled, like cancelled. And I was like, this guy... It always, something's wrong. Like his bike would break. Then, you know, another person that he was dating came down with something, was hospitalised and he was like, 
meningococcal has been thrown out. And I was like, what? Oh, what has been thrown out? Don't, it's been thrown out as an option. But they were all legit excuses. And I was like, that was more of a trip for me because I was like, oh, my God, this is not like some faux cancellation thing. He does want to hang out, but, like, he's just really unlucky. That's so... And when do you call it? When are you like, no, the excuses keep on coming? We've got some messages here. Someone says, co-worker's done a runner this week, said she fell off a horse and is unable to come in. We will never see her again. Her last day was meant to be Monday. Oh, okay, right. That was interesting. Someone Mm. else. I got ghosted once after a few cute dates and was a bit sad, but it turns out... Her dad passed away. Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard one. Gosh, that's horrible. And you know what, though? I think of that all the time. I'm like, when someone gets ghosted, I'm kind of like, you actually don't, genuinely don't know Sometimes what's going on. Sometimes really serious things happen yeah. and it's not your priority exactly. to be making an excuse. Someone else, I was ghosted by a guy I hooked up with a few times. A few months later, he popped up on social media and he was buying a house with his missus what? who he was engaged to and his <gasps> first name was different. Oh, oh. You know what, though, Dave? What? That, I feel like it's not common, but it definitely happens when you realise, wait a second, this person... Mm, uh, it's not who I thought they were. We've got a we've got a claim here from our producers. They're like, maybe it was a twin. Who knows? You're so right. So true. <laughs> yeah, didn't so think true. about that. Best excuse of all time. <laughs> it was my twin. It was my twin. Exactly. <laughs> Someone says, I prefer to be honest and just say I don't feel like it. Well, hey, that is the best policy. Do you think it's worse? Just quickly, we don't have a lot of time, but to be ghosted by a friend or a date, Mikey. What do we think? Like, is it worse with friends because you just expect more? Like with a a date or a romance or something you can just be like, oh, well, I'm not invested. I think if I was ghosted by a friend, that's like end of friendship. Because why wouldn't you just tell me unless it was later explained, of course, with like with a legit excuse. But I feel like getting ghosted by a friend definitely hurts more, right? Because it's someone you already have a oh trust gosh. and a bond with. Yeah. That's true. Courtney, you agree? 100%. Oh, my gosh. If someone... Well, that's the thing. I think you have a relationship with your friend. It's totally different. I do say ghosting on after the first date is... Pretty permissible. Hey. Hot take? I don't know. <laughs> also because there are plenty of skaters in the sea. Yeah. Exactly. That's the old saying. That's what Go I to say. land and find a DJ. Guys, <laughs> huge thanks. That's all we've got time for. Courtney Thompson from Insile Australia. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Happy first shake-up. And also to Mikey's son from Guardian Australia, thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. And to the hardworking hack team as well, our executive producer, Claire Bloomer, radio producer, Hannah Palmer, reporters, Shalala Madora, April McLennan, Angel Parsons, Kimberly Price... Jack Gow, Nathan Nigidula and Miles Holbrook-Walk. That's all we've got time for this week. Hack on Triple J.